Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Sometimes, you guys, we talk about sex on this show. And today is one of those fucking days. So sit back, grab your vibrator, glass of wine, whatever, pick your poison, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. Okay, everybody. Today is a really fun episode. I recorded it quite a while ago. We have Florence Bark on the show today. She's a podcast host of Love High and Fucks Given. She is really known for having a sexual educational platform and is very sex positive. We get into a lot of shit on this episode, you guys. We get into her time on OnlyFans. We talk about BDSM. We talk about solo sex and virtual sex (laughs) Um, and what her relationship was like in lockdown and the, the heartbreak that she went through revolving that and really like reclaiming your sexuality is at the core of this, which we all know I am a big fucking advocate of as well. Talk about her favorite sex toys and exploring your own sexuality through solo sex. It's it's a whole episode of like girl talk, fun, sex stuff. We haven't done one in a while. So I was like, you know what? We need to do a fun, a fun episode of uh, being free in our sexuality. And no one is better to do that than the lovely Florence. So here we go. Let's hop into it. Florence Bark, welcome to FML Talk. Hey, all the way from across the pond in the flesh. This is so, I'm so stoked that this worked out like this. I know. I've literally only just got here as well. So it's worked out really really well. I know. Are you like super jet lagged? You know what? Not too bad. Oh, good. Not too bad. I've been sleeping a lot. So we went to bed at like 10 last night and I woke up at like 6.30. Love it. Brilliant. Okay. So we were just talking about this before we started rolling. I'm going to try to not adopt your (laughs) accent. It only happens with people from the UK or from the South. I did an interview with Georgia Louise Harrison. Do you know her? I don't. Oh, really? She's like super big over in the UK. She's Maybe like reality I TV. Okay. I am so bad at names. I am too. But anyways, I the whole interview, I was like, don't start talking in a British accent. Don't start talking in a British accent. And did you? No, I didn't. But now that you're here and in person, it might come <laughs> out. So we'll see. Please do. I really want you to. <laughs> um, I'm so happy that you're here. Can you give everybody kind of a little bit of background of who you are and what you do? 
Yeah, I always find it so hard to answer this question because I, I feel like I need to like practice something to say. But I do a couple like a of spiel. podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> a podcast host of two podcasts, one that I just launched called Love High, which is all about sort of finding deeper connections mm. and learning more about relationships and everything. And then another podcast called Fucks Given, which I've been doing with my friend Reed for three years, all about sex, everything sex, yes. really. And that kind of originated from this sex education platform that we started eight years ago. Wow. We've been doing it for a really long time. So that's kind of been my specialty and what I've been delving into for ages. And I've been writing a book, which I can't oh, really fun. say much about. Yeah. But yeah, loads of exciting things. Yeah, really. I love that. That's exciting. Well, I'm excited because we're going to dive into all the sex talk today. Yes. Um, My but, favorite. But first, let's, I know you just kind of went through an interesting relationship dynamic through lockdown. I can already see the dread washing over your face. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about what that relationship was like and how it was yeah. different from the long-term relationship you were in before. Yeah, so before that one, I feel like I kind of have to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, a little lay the land. Before, because I was in a four and a half year relationship, which ended at the end of 2019. And it was a relationship that I thought I was going to get married, have kids, but it just wasn't really turning out how I thought it was. Like, I wanted a lot more sex than he wanted to have. And it just, it just wasn't working out. And I think that was weird because I always expected to just get into a relationship and it just work mm -hmm. and I'd be able to kind of live out that traditional relationship route, which I think we've all been taught through, you know, every Disney, Disney. movie ever. <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. So I kind of ended up in this, you know, enjoying my single life and then COVID happened and I started chatting to this guy on through Instagram. He actually weirdly, well, this should have been a massive red flag. But <laughs> You're he, like mistake number one. <laughs> he DM'd me on Instagram. <laughs> no, but he DM'd me originally about this series that I had put up on my Instagram called The Breakup Diaries. Mm -hmm. And his message was, your videos have been really helping me through my own breakup. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, just look at his profile because he had a little blue tick as well. And I was like, that's intriguing. Um, <laughs> and this is going to sound so weird. As soon as I saw pictures of him, I was like, I know that this person's going to be like a big part of my life in some kind of way. But that was back in January. And then we ended up starting to talk again during the first month of lockdown. And we immediately kind of set up this virtual date, you know, those kind of FaceTime dates yeah. that we were all having to do. And we ended up chatting for seven hours. Wow. And it was just so easy, so natural. I was really attracted to him. He was attracted to me. And it did end up in a bit of a virtual sex kind of situation oh as interesting well. okay I'm very not I mean I <laughs> I've done like the sexting stuff I've never done the virtual sex can you describe like what that is and what that's like yeah so I it was basically just getting our genitals wet I guess so like at each person each masturbating other. while on FaceTime yeah okay. yeah masturbating I have my doxy wand massager which is a bit like the Hitachi wand that you guys have over here okay um and he was just wanking on camera 
Oh my and god, was... wait, I'm loving all the fucking verbiage right now. Like, we've dropped genitals, wanking. Wait, you <laughs> like, don't say genitals? No, not really. I mean, we know that, like, that's the the term for them, but it's rare that, like, you'll hear... Americans I... are dirty. They're, like, pussy, dick, vagina. You know, I think because of what I do, I say genitals right. and vagina quite easily, rather than always referring it to as, like, pussy and dick. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I think the way you say it is more... <laughs> appropriate <laughs> we're just so desensitized over here in america yeah <laughs> i mean like... i love pussy and dick too and cock we say cock you do do you say cock? yeah 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 we have cock yeah okay well <laughs> sorry anyway. little tangent over there um okay so that's the virtual sex got it so yeah. that's that's what was happening with you two mm -hmm. and then on from that we ended up doing a little like cinema virtual facetime day and we were basically started doing this like dating thing virtually for like a whole month of the mm. first month of lockdown which i think was march or april yeah and eventually it got to a point where we were like okay we should meet up in person. Yeah. But this was like back in the times where that was really not allowed. Right. And it felt like, I felt like a teenager, like breaking out <laughs> of my house and like seeing a boy that I wasn't supposed to see. And we went on these kind of like walking dates. We lay in, we lay in the park. Actually, the first time we met, I was like, we're social distancing, but we're just going to see each other. Right. But we walked to a park and we just got closer and closer together towards the walk. And then we oh. ended up like sitting on the grass together in a park. And it just went from a lot of like eye staring to making out and all of that. And I was like, oh my God. You're COVID, like, I'm definitely getting COVID. COVID rules. I've broken them all. <laughs> so anyway, I guess I'm setting it up like this because it was really fucking romantic yeah it was building a connection because yeah. you weren't just like you know great we've been on one date let's take our clothes yeah. off yeah and we were like talking on facetime and the phone like almost every day yeah like it was it was quite deep and probably quite codependent if, mm. if i think about it yeah. in that way and he had just gotten out of a relationship so his relationship was a year ago okay but it was one that really affected him quite deeply yeah but you think a year like that wasn't like a red flag that you blatantly ignored no it wasn't like i've been single for a month and you're like okay great let's go yeah but I, I think what that sort of signified was that that relationship traumatized him mm -hmm. in a way and he was really heartbroken from it yeah which i think built up this thing that he actually had quite a big fear of getting into another relationship and feeling love for someone else right which that's kind of the red flag yeah and when we started seeing each other there was always this kind of air of let's live in the present but he wasn't necessarily actually to be fair at the beginning, I wasn't necessarily like, I want to commit to something. Right. I had just gotten out of that four and a half year relationship. Yeah. But I just ended up falling so madly in love with him. Yeah. And I wonder whether that's because of like the extreme kind of situation that we were all going through right. as well. Sure. So yeah, that's kind of, that's what the lockdown relationship was. There was two breakups in it as well. One that happened in the summer of 2020 it was both of the times was kind of when the world went opened back slightly more normal mm. again and he his commitment was like ah, i can't right do this and i was like oh this, this sucks yeah because <laughs> i felt so deeply for right him. and it was the first time i properly experienced heartbreak Mm. for sure those first ones they're a bitch mm -hmm. yeah it was like your story i resonated yeah. with it so much because i was like 
you were in that long-term relationship and then the one after that, like, why does it- you up why so does it bad. Why does it hurt so much? And you know, like I get, anytime I do a video that's like making fun of the fact that like I was married for, you know, two years and we were together for five, mm. but the guy I was with for a month and a half destroyed my fucking soul. Yeah. Um, everybody's like, fuck me too. And it's, it's such a common thing. I don't know if it's a fucking brain chemistry thing or what it is. But for me, and I think you'll resonate with this, like it wasn't a rebound situation. I was fucking like, I'm so stoked to be single. Like fucking I get a do over like absolutely. Hell yes. I get to do me now. I didn't want to find a person um, and I didn't want to fall for that person. It just Mm -hmm. happened. Yeah, it was definitely like that. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLTalk50 and use code FMLTalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLTalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLTalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. How was the sex once you guys had it non-virtually? <laughs> it was the best sex I ever had in my whole Doesn't life. Doesn't make it that much worse. Yeah. It was so deep and sensual and like, yeah, I'd never experienced that kind of connection right. with anyone before. So, okay. Sorry, we're just going to go there right off the bat. Are you <laughs> one of those girls that can just like hop on a dick and have an orgasm or is it more like work for you? That kind of depends on the the fit of the dick. The fit of the dick. Okay. Yeah. Because I think if if there's a certain because I I have a fuck buddy out here. Okay. And the sex isn't amazing, but his dick fits inside me so well <laughs> that it just like touches my G spot in a way that it's just so easy for him. Right. Okay. It's like it happens in like two minutes. Okay. But usually, no, it doesn't. Got it. Okay. Easily. So with me, with the guy that broke my heart in my mind, well, not in my mind, like the sex was amazing, but I wasn't having orgasms. But I'm also notoriously Uh, like I'm fucking Pandora's box. Like there's been like four or five people I've been with that like know what to do because I have to get really comfortable with that person. And that never happened with them. But the reason why the sex felt so good when I was experiencing it was like that passion and that connection that was there that was like so gnarly. And I think that elevates any type of experience that you're having. Oh my God. So do you think it was because of that you got, you were having such good sex or was it like the actual sex itself? I think it was a bit of both. I think because we didn't have sex straight away, we obviously had to wait right. quite a long time. Like 
maybe I think maybe a bit over a month yeah and we were building this intimacy through just getting to know each other and I think that's why the sex was so amazing straight away because we had built really deep intimacy without having the sexual intimacy yeah so I think that's why it was so good yeah I think there's a whole new level that you can reach when you've built that foundation with each other like my boyfriend that I'm with now we're so connected on such a deep level that it's like different from anyone else I've ever been with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really, yeah, it's really deep. So are you still recovering from this breakup? Yeah. 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 I keep thinking that I'm okay. And then, and then, you know what happened? I was so devastated last year. So the actual breakup was in August last year. Mm -hmm. So nine months ago, Mm. quite a long time. And I was just falling into this like depression. I was just like, London's not giving me anything. Like I need a change. I need to to get out basically. So I came over to LA for three months via Toronto because you couldn't actually travel right. into LA or the States from the UK at that time because of COVID. And whilst I was out here, I really went on this like healing journey where I was just journaling like every single day mm-hmm. and I got to a point towards the end of the three months where I was like, oh, I actually haven't thought about him for a whole week. Mm-hmm. And I felt really good about it. And then when I got back to London, I was like, oh, maybe we could be friends. Oh, uh, that's that's the big mistake. <laughs> Saw him a couple of times and I was like, this is really, really nice. But then my mind just started like whirring again and I started feeling really like shitty and like sad. And I was like, why is this? happening and yeah because when I met up with him he would say things like I think about you all the time and I still have feelings for yeah. you and it's but I don't want to be with you right and it's breadcrumbing yeah really yeah. confusing so I had to I re- did it really dramatically on Valentine's Day I was like, like we cannot talk to each other anymore <laughs> and since then I'm not gonna lie I think about him almost every single day yeah and it hurts. I had a I had a random phone call with him the other day and I was like, well, I don't know why the feelings get brought up yeah. so deeply still. But yeah. I'm definitely at a place where I know what I want now. And yeah. if anything, that relationship has taught me so much about myself. Totally. And I'm ready to meet someone else that actually wants to be with me yeah. as well. Because he was amazing. I know that he really loved me and cared about me and we were best friends. But he had so much fear around commitment and being in a relationship that it was never going to work. And I don't know mm-hmm. if he's ever going to do the work to get over Oh that. my God, I feel like I'm talking to me two years ago. Yeah, it gets better, I promise. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I was you. in that situation where I was just like, is this ever going to stop crossing my mind? Am I ever going to stop feeling like these yeah. like, annoying ass feelings? Like it does It's so annoying because you're, you're out living your life and you're you're like doing pretty well. Yeah. And there's loads of cool things happening with work and it is frustrating because you're like, it's been so long. Why am I still feeling this way? Totally. I promise it gets better. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel it as well. I definitely feel it. And, you know, I really I know that I'm going to meet someone that's going to really love me. Yeah. And that at the end of the day, like if someone's not sure if they want to be in a relationship, like that's a no, you know. That's like a exactly. below of what you deserve. Right at the beginning now, if I'm ever going to date someone new, I ask them immediately yeah. what they want. And if they say anything along the lines of something casual or right. let's just see where it goes or anything kind of 
uncommittal. Yeah. I'm just gonna be like, no, no, this it's a waste of time. No, because yeah. it, it it brings it's triggering as yeah. well. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of women are don't want to come off as like needy or too forward. So like they don't want to go on a first or second date and be like, so what are you looking for? Like, what's you know, like, what are your future plans? Why are you dating? And like, that's fucking valid to ask that. I think and also I think people that are ready for that commitment yeah. are ready for those questions. Hell yeah. It's the people that act in a weird way are the, that the people totally. that you don't want to date. Yeah. Like my my boyfriend is a relationship person and he will say when I, you know, before we were together, when I would go on a date, like I would know by the second date if I was going to like have a relationship with this person. Yeah. So like people that are ready to commit are fine fielding those questions. And yeah. I think it's like, your every fucking right to ask those questions. It's a waste of fucking time if they're not. Yeah. And I, I don't have time. Yeah. For that. Don't have time to get That's our heart broken anymore. anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about sex. Yay. So you're like, fuck <laughs> yes. Let's get me off the heartbreak train. Okay. So we haven't talked a lot on this show about OnlyFans. <gasps> oh, let's start there. Yeah. Are you on it? Yeah. Oh my God. Tell me everything. So when did you start? <laughs> what is it like? What's the experience? Like, what is it? Like, tell me everything. So I ended up getting back on, not back on, on OnlyFans at the beginning of COVID because obviously work stuff yeah. kind of dried up and I was looking for a way of making money and paying rent and paying, getting food and stuff like that. And I, in my early 20s, had done webcamming before, mm -hmm. so it didn't feel that kind of out of the norm or anything. And I've always been a sex worker activist and attended protests and... I've done a lot of like documentary work around that space. So it was never something that was that scary for me to put that kind of content up. And because of what I do, doing a sex podcast and also sex education, as well as like all the amazing people that, I mean, everyone that follows is amazing, but there's also a lot of guys that watch what we do just because it turns them on to hear women talking about sex. Right. So we kind of already had the a fan base. Yeah, had a yeah. fan base for it. So when I launched my OnlyFans, immediately I just, I started raking in the money like really quite quickly. Yeah. And it kind of happened at this time where because it was, it was the start of uh, the pandemic and I had previously been in that relationship that like the long-term relationship where I'd started feeling really shitty about myself and my sexuality and mm. like I wasn't having enough sex in that relationship. So I was kind of regaining my confidence within myself and my body and OnlyFans helped me kind of like harness that mm -hmm. power again. Yeah. So I always had boundaries on there as well when I started. I was like, this isn't a porn right. website. Like, so me. what's the scope of what you do on it? So I do like sexy like lingerie sets and like little videos and there's nudity, like tasteful nudes. Uh, my boundary is I don't open leg pussy. Right. Or butthole. Okay. Or butthole. That's an important <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Loads of people ask for that as well. They're oh, like, really? They're like, the I specifically want a picture of your butthole. Yes. Got it. Okay. So many. Really? Yeah. Okay. Are they... Do you have all male followers, subscribers? Are there some females? I think it's all males. I think there's been maybe one or two women that have followed my account before. Yeah. But for some reason, I always feel a bit bad when women follow me because I'm like, I don't want to take your money. Oh, you're like, just have me for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. I don't know why. 
I, I, yeah, I don't know why. There's there's no reason for that. But so, will you? Is it just photos and videos? Is there you know solo sex videos that you do? The most kind of solo sex ish thing that I've put up was I had jeans on and I just like put my hand down my pants and kind of pretended right to rub myself. Okay, spoiler That's... alert! If you were loving that video. It was yeah. pretending. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fake. <laughs> so that's like, yeah, it's more like suggestive. Right. I'd, I'd say that my content is very, like, it's more teasing. Yeah. I've done like, I did this series of erotic ASMR videos where I'd sit there in lingerie or, or nude talking about very explicit things. Mm. And I would like describe what my pussy looks like. Right. And read out kind of erotic stories or just retell stories from my own personal sex oh, life interesting. as well. Did those do well on the site? I had like particular people that like loved them. Right. But what does really well for me is the lingerie pics. Yeah. Just standard. People oh my just God, that's so interesting. It. And yeah. I mean, I have, I have friends and people that I know that are on OnlyFans and yeah. it's really crazy to hear the type of money that can be made. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you comfortable sharing a ballpark of like what you're able to bring in so people can understand like the level yeah. of it? <laughs> I would say I earn at least two grand a month from it Yeah, personally, but I know that if I put a lot more effort into it, I would earn a lot more. Yeah, It's kind of one of those things because I work on so many things with like the podcast right. and the YouTube channel. It's like one of the funnels. Yeah it's, yeah, it's kind of something that I don't put a lot of time into, but if you if that's your main job, you yeah. can earn Oh, there's people that make so much 50k money. a month. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. I mean, um, I just earned that much without really paying any, putting that much effort into right. it. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this story without names, but I have a friend, mm -hmm. and she is the assistant of a porn star, mm -hmm. and the porn star is on OnlyFans. Yes. And the amount of money she makes is disgusting. I mean, like they. Oh my god. I hope she's not listening to this. They <laughs> like will sell worn underwear yeah, to yeah. clients. Clients? Is that even the right word? Subscribers? Clients. And what she does is she's on the app, like responding and having the conversations with people like she's the porn star. Yeah. And like full on conversations. She's like, sometimes I've gotten like dick photos and I'm yeah. like, holy shit, like, please don't, <laughs> please don't blow that up in my inbox. Um, but she's basically like, sexting with people all yeah. day and like that's her assistant job yeah how fucking wild is that so many people on OnlyFans do that like the, the the conversating yeah just getting do you, having an assistant oh having an assistant do, yeah to do that stuff for them I mean that's wild do you chat with people on the app I do I find it really hard keeping up with my DMs on that. Yeah, I mean, I can't even keep up with my fucking Instagram DMs. Are exactly. you kidding me? Exactly. Like, and like people want to chat all sexual all the time? Yeah. That's See, exhausting. You know what? Sometimes there's like an evening where I get really into it and it, it turns me on sometimes. Right. Because, you know, I do it for a reason and the content that I produce, like I really enjoy doing it. Yeah. And I enjoy the kind of feedback. I started this uh, series on there where my fans write in an erotic story about me and then I read it back out to them. Oh, that's fun. Which is really, really fun. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I love reading erotica anyway. So I just, it just turns me on.
have you ever had any problems where there's been people that are subscribed on your OnlyFans that then come and like cross lines with you on other platforms? I had something happen to me recently. It's not another platform thing, though. I feel like I, I get a, a lot of messages or like comments on my Instagram pictures that I don't necessarily want there. Just like loads of men commenting, right. like, you know, nice compliments. But it's sort of taking away from the message that I think I'm portraying on my Instagram right, right. in the first place. But I had someone message me on OnlyFans saying that they lived in my building <gasps> and that they knew who I was and oh, that's scary. they masturbate to my photos every day. Uh, and I was like, that is really creepy. Yeah. I called like the building managers and like tried to find out who it was, but... That's sketch as fuck. Yeah. I was scared for ages, but then... After a while, I was just like, well, whoever this person is, isn't actually going to do anything. Right. And they might have not even lived there. They right. They just might been, just be saying that. Mm, they might have just been trying to scare me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That creeps me out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, it's creepy. I know there's really strict rules on OnlyFans. Like when subscribers, from what I've heard, when subscribers sign up, they have to like agree to not share or distribute any of the content. Um, mm. I know of people where that's been broken and it's been a really big deal have you ever found pictures that have ended up where they're not supposed to oh yeah there are loads oh, really? of photos on reddit oh yeah. so it's not fucking safe everybody no. that's like oh it's only it's fine oh no it's not safe at all oh that's horrible people, people can screenshot it and just post it anywhere like if you're putting this kind of content out on the right internet, i mean you've got to you, you have to know that it's going to be shared and leaked right the only thing, like my my co-host Reed also has OnlyFans. She's just like, well, it's kind of free marketing when they put it on Reddit, right? Then link it back to your profile. <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah, I, I went through this whole like binge where I was like reporting it all and getting it all removed. And right. OnlyFans is really good if you give them all the links to the stuff that's been reposted. Right. they will do the work to get it removed. Oh, okay, but. It's like it's still would, up there. Would you really want to like spend I don't know like a day a week checking Reddit to yeah. see if there are any leaked photos of you? Yeah, and then all the comments that I'm sure come with it. It's mm -hmm. like ugh, you're just going down a rabbit hole of like tarnishing yeah. your mental health. Yeah, especially Reddit because people can say fucking anything. Oh, girl, the shit that's on me on Reddit is oh, just yeah. ridiculous, and I'm not even naked, so <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, Reddit is like the scum of mm -hmm. fucking the internet. It really is. Do, <laughs> do you feel like you said when you, you got on it, it kind of like helped you reclaim your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Can you describe that a little bit? Like why you felt that it, what it opened up in you or gave you back for that matter? I think there's something about seeing yourself looking hot in photos that helps you... I don't know whether it's to do with getting the affirmation from the people seeing the photos as well. I think that definitely plays into it because you're getting like good feedback and you're like, oh, actually, people do find this hot and sexy. Yeah. But I think you start seeing yourself in that way because you're, I know, you're taking photos that you think are sexy of yourself to put up on there and you're taking a lot of photos of yourself in that way. And I, I don't know what it is about because I've got a friend that does these boudoir photography things mm -hmm. and he does it for women's confidence. Mm. And there's something about getting almost naked or naked in photos and seeing yourself in this like vulnerable, right. seductive way as well that it breaks something down in your confidence. Over on the Fuck's Given podcast, we came up with this 30 day new challenge mm -hmm. 
idea where people just take a nude of themselves for themselves every single day for 30 days. And it just helps you kind of accept your body for mm. the way it is and see it in a different light. Because all bodies are beautiful and you never, te- you never tear apart people around you you're always just like you look fucking fantastic right and you look really hot but you don't talk to yourself in the same way True. so I think it's relearning all of those things and thinking this photo is really hot of me right. and these people are also confirming that right people are paying a shit ton of money yeah to see these photos of me because I'm hot right and that was kind of I guess the way that it did help me regain that power is just seeing myself in a different light yeah it's crazy too. There's a lot of men on OnlyFans that make bank as well. Yeah. Um, there was a documentary that I watched that was on OnlyFans that was very interesting to hear like yeah. different people and what they did. And some were like just like Instagram people that like decided to go over to OnlyFans. Mm. Some were like full on sex workers that like, you know, started kind of like when it before it became like a popular thing that everything did. Yeah. I've joked with my boyfriend about it. I was like, dude, if you didn't have a kid and you didn't like teach at, <laughs> you know, an acting school, um, you would make fucking bank on OnlyFans. And it's crazy that it's people quit their jobs like yeah. when they've gotten on it. It's yeah. wild. Have you ever gotten any um, like weird requests other than like, I mean, I feel that a butthole picture is a weird request, but like feet pictures or like you know dip your nose in barbecue sauce like weird shit like that i had a really weird one where this guy asked me to lay back like lay back so my head's like dropping off like the bed or the sofa and to choke myself and he was like i want it to sound really realistic oh like a video yeah video did you do it i did yeah She said I did, yeah. So wait, when these he types... He paying extra money Okay, that's what, I'm, that's what I was going to ask. When these types of requests come in, is it like, can I get this video privately and I'll pay mm. you this? Or is it, can you post something like this and I'll add extra? Um, I feel like people would do that, but mainly people want these like custom... Like private things. Because they're like, they made that just for right. me. No so they'll be like, I'll send that. you X amount. Can you DM me a video yeah. of blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Wild. And it's on the app. Yeah. I mean, obviously they can screen record it and shit and like whatever. Yeah. Videos are harder to share. Yeah. I would say. Because, I mean, unless you're like screenshotting it. I guess, yeah, you can screen record and yeah. it out, but it's not as easy. Right. So I feel like there tends to be less. Yeah. But you know what? I was just like, I didn't try that hard to choke myself. <laughs> I didn't try as hard as he wanted me to probably. But um, yeah, it was a strange one though. But yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll do it. He also asked Reed for the same thing. My oh, interesting. <laughs> um, has there ever been anything that's happened from a subscriber or on the platform that's made you like heebie-jeebies, like I might get off? Mm, probably just that stalking kind of oh right like thing. the guy in the building that was like hey <laughs> yeah yeah that's the only thing that makes me question it because it's yeah. like I think when you are doing any kind of sex work you do make yourself more vulnerable and mm-hmm. it's sad that that is the case but people see you in a different way and they don't respect you yeah in, in the same way that they would respect someone that doesn't do sex work so you do put yourself at right. risk from people that I don't know have weird ideas about yeah sure sex work and people and women and was OnlyFans your first kind of like experience with sex work 
We did the webcaming in my early Oh, 20s. right. Duh, you said that. Yeah. And was that like for a person on the other end or was it like videos that people could download? Yeah, it was doing it live with people on the okay. other end. So it'd be like private one-on-one sessions or like you'd just be in a room, right. a virtual room, kind of like wet. It kind of looked like old MSN kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> And how, what made you stop doing that? So I got into that four and a half year relationship and he wasn't okay with it. Oh, so he got was it. like, yeah, you know, mm, makes me feel a bit weird. Not yeah. really comfortable with you doing that. I, can, I mean, I can understand that. Yeah, I, I get, I got it at the time as well. And also I had kind of been doing it for a year at that point and I was done. Yeah. I didn't need to be doing it anymore. Right. I had like, the reason I started webcamming was because I quit a job and I just moved to London and I needed to pay rent yeah and I was like okay what what can I do right and it happened that one of um, my flatmates did it and she was just like well why don't you do this with me yeah so I did <laughs> and it was the rest fun. is history <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um okay what is your favorite sex toy my doxy wand okay massager. can you explain to people what that is <laughs> it's like it one massages so it's like this big it could be a back massager, basically. Right. It's not a dildo. No, it's not a dildo. It has like a long kind of handle. It kind of looks like a microphone. Yeah. And it's quite large. It's like this, like a... Like a foot. Yeah. Like yeah. a foot. And You're like trying to convert I to know. what Americans <laughs> I know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and um, it's got like a large kind of like ball head on the end and that vibrates really intensely and it plugs into the wall. It, oh, it has to plug into a wall? Yeah, the one that I have. Oh, interesting. But I love that because it means that it never runs out of battery. Right. <laughs> and that's my pet peeve is sex toy charging. Yeah. I hate it. Right. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's nothing worse when you're like about to get there and then the fucking battery dies. Yeah. yeah. It's also so, it's such a good like lazy sex toy as well because it's so powerful. You can use it over clothes. Oh my God. So you could literally just lie in your bed for a quickie. <laughs> It's great. But it doesn't go inside. It just goes on no, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's good for partnered sex as well. Right. Because you can put a place as well. There's a dick hanging out as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really great. Um, have you ever had a boyfriend or a partner that had issues with toys? Yeah, kind of in that longer relationship as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he just, just had a few... <laughs> yeah a few things um yeah I mean we did use them but I could always tell that he was like slightly un uncomfortable with mm. it because you know few guys out there that just it damages their fragile Ego. yeah masculinity yeah a lot of people well not a lot of people there are men who feel like that makes them less than without realizing that like 70% of women can't climax with just sex. Exactly. Um, and it's when they can realize that the toy is their partner mm -hmm. in the whole situation. Yeah. I mean, um, why wouldn't you want to like add extra pleasure yeah. to your partner's experience? Right. It's just, it's selfish lovers, I think, mm. that feel that way because they're obviously in it more for themselves than their partner because why else would you not want to give your partner more pleasure? Yeah. One of my exes like had made me feel like, oh, can't you just come with me type thing? Like, why do you need this? And in mm -hmm. my mind, I'm like, you know, out of all the women that you've slept with, which I was a very high number, um, <laughs> I, I wonder how many of them actually came. actually came 
probably not many. Because it's like, and it's not to say that like that person wasn't good in bed. They were, but it was like, you know, you don't go through X number of women and think like, well, why do you need this? It's like all of those women, I'm sure, weren't just like fucking squirting away on you being yeah. like, you know, completely wet in yeah. every situation. It's so um, hard to orgasm without a so, sex toy. Yeah. And it's like, so I wonder how many men who are affected, you know, and their egos are hurt by it have been lied to by so many women <laughs> to where they think like, oh, no, I'm good enough. I don't need you know, you're not going to need that. And it's like, I'm sorry, you don't tell me what I need. I know my body. <laughs> the faked orgasms yeah. that they would have received. Yeah. I feel bad for them. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pro <laughs> at it. <laughs> what, faking orgasms? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, actually, with that specific person, the first time I like taught him how I needed to actually like do it and had an actual orgasm, he looked at me and he was like, oh, and because it sounded different, you know, like faking it, I can, yeah. I'm a great actress, I can do it, but it does sound very different. What did he say? He was just like, oh, I mean, he knew I had told him, you know, kind of what the situation was and that like yeah. we needed to like pivot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he definitely was like, oh shit, like this is, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, you need to teach them. You yeah. Need, it's all about communication as well, I think, like in these situations, if someone is, kind of questioning why you would need that toy as well it's just having the conversation with them yeah. and being like well this is why right and it doesn't actually take away anything from you yeah it's not because i'm not enjoying your cock totally and like find a way to make it sexy and like integrate it into the situation and what you're doing and yeah. also i think it's so important for women to know themselves like how are you going to teach someone that you're with how to give you an orgasm if you don't know how to do it 100%. so it's really important to like solo sex and like masturbation that's so fucking important because when you get into a partnership like yeah they don't have a fucking roadmap exactly. and like lord knows like they're not going to stop to ask for fucking directions yeah. so it's like you exactly. need to be able to communicate like this is what i need you to do and like these are things that work for me mm -hmm. um and vice versa mm -hmm. you know like that's like a good sex life is when you can communicate like what the yeah. pleasure is and also i feel like these things change as well so much throughout your life yeah that you need to be consistently exploring your body in a different way totally and also like different partners things will feel different as well like their genitals might feel better than someone's or like they might have to do a certain thing to hit your g-spot so it's it's all about exploring things consistently and yeah. being open to learning even in the same relationship because i think our bodies change with our minds yeah and as we learn and grow our bodies change especially when it comes to like cycles and yeah you know the stage i don't know the stage of your vagina <laughs> love that <laughs> um what's one of the more like wilder sex experiences you've had whether that be like a place or something that was used or just like one of the experiences that like really stands out to you yeah I ha I'm gonna go back you're like to going you. down the list <laughs> yeah there's, there's a few but 
I feel like the, the strangest situation that I've ever put myself in was when back when I was webcamming, I ended up chatting to this guy on like one on one for like two hours and then he'd come back and we'd chat more. But it would literally just be chatting like about Game of Thrones and <laughs> like whatever. And he was just like, would you fancy like going out on on a date? And I agreed, which I don't know whether that was a safe idea right. or not. But anyway, I went and we went like wine tasting oh, and it was really nice. And he ended up renting us. I think this maybe was the second time we met actually. He rented us a hotel room and he had brought all these kind of sex toy things like a flogger and a ball gag. I oh, think, wow. Like Fifty thing. Shades vibes. Yeah, like very 50 shades and like we just spent this night in this hotel room exploring all these kinky things for I think that this was the first time I fully explored kink and yeah. like found enjoyment in kind of like the pain and pleasure aspect and was it stuff that he did to you or you did to him or both he did to me apart from the one thing that he wanted me to do which I was like I really don't want to do oh this. please tell me what that is rimming what? Oh, I don't like. I just, I just don't like it. I just don't like. Is that where me. you like put your tongue around his asshole? Mm -hmm. That's like not. I mean, is that kink? Lo loads of people love it. No, it wasn't kinky, but he just really wanted me yeah. to do it. But like he, yeah, I've heard I'm, lots of people are. I'm quite submissive, so I like my partner to be d dominant. Right. And in that moment, it felt like Ugh. he was really submissive, and it was really not turning me on. And. I don't I'm know not if that's the not turn on. The turn on for me is like, that's literally where you shit out of. And like, I why mean... do I want my mouth there? Although, but I've had guys do that on me. Like one of my exes, yeah. like that was his go-to is just I like, really don't like fucking like mouth me. to the ass. And I was like, yeah. what is down there that's so fucking tasty for you? It doesn't feel good. No, and it's people, like obsessive. Some people do really like it. And a lot of men like it because obviously it's that area for if men. you're listening to this podcast and you like rimming please dm me and tell me why i'd like to hear <laughs> <laughs> some people do love it and Cut to my dms you know, just like, like flooding i'm not trying to shame anyone no 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 like i just it. like don't get it in i don't get for it me either. um okay I'm, i made him shower and baby wipe his ass before i did it i'm dead because <laughs> i was like i just am so scared of what comes out oh my god that's fucking hilarious um so what were some of the things that he did to you that night and i find it interesting that you this was the first experience you had with that mm. and this was only like your second or whatever date so it yeah it's like not someone that you were super comfortable and like safe with you know what i, I mean know. i think that was part of the thrill right no i get that but <laughs> It's intense. It okay, so tell dangerous. me what you tried. In my early 20s as well. We did, he had like a leg spreader thing. So it was like cuffs. Okay. And like restraints that kind of like tied my hands up behind my back and like to my feet. I'm so, so I, like, lucky you're really... alive. I'm, I'm very happy that you're alive right now. <laughs> Just I hearing this, I'm like, oh my God, you could have been dead in a hotel room. Yeah. He, um, he also hit me in the face. He was like, can I like slap you in the oh, face at least like he asked and i was like yeah okay and i really liked it i've slapped men in bed before yeah it's some, and something not thrilling about it and not asked but knew that they were okay <laughs> with it and not asked. <laughs> but that is very like gentlemanly like i'm sorry man can i slap you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there was like lots of like that's when i found out that i really like spit play as well what, what i'm sorry what when someone spits in your mouth and you just oh. swallow it. Interesting. Spit play. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a term. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, I'm getting well intense over here. What 
<laughs> Where is the turn on in that? I just need to understand. <laughs> I don't even know. I is it like, like a like a loogie spit? Like it, does he does he really like hawk oh, it God, back, no. or is no, it just no, no, more no, of no, like no. a this is what's in my mouth and yes, let me let it drip into you? Yes, got more it. Like that like really sloppy kisses, and sometimes right. okay, just, yeah, letting whatever is in got the mouth it. just drip spit in. Play. Interesting. I had that with my with the ex that I was very deeply heartbroken over. Yeah, we we did that a lot, but it was kind of like this like really deeply passionate thing, right? between us I guess I can understand Tay and I do that without the spit like we like ha we'll be kissing and like we have our mouths open and like yeah. there's like very heavy mouth breathing yes yeah <laughs> but like yeah, there's similar. never any saliva that's like <laughs> being dripped I in that way I think it's like is it a form of no judgment I'm here for it degradation potentially oh well like, yeah like I don't really know. Why is it hot? I don't know. Right. It's fluids, isn't it? We like Yeah, fluids. I mean, like, fucking, what's the term when, um, oh, God, it's, I, I find it so gross. But again, no judgment. Um, It's just personal <laughs> preference. When you'll have some, uh, like, a guy come in your mouth and then you'll spit it, snow blowing. Oh. You spit it back into his mouth and then he swallows it. Oh, my God, I want to gag just talking about it. Yeah. I don't know why I it mean, makes I me hate, so uncomfortable I when, like, having... I've swallowed cum clearly. But, like, why is it so uncomfortable to then spit it back? I don't know, but that's like a thing. I hate having cum in my mouth anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't taste great. Any woman that's like, yeah, I just want to like shoot it back like on the daily, I think you're lying. Lies. But, you know, definitely. Protein. <laughs> yeah, the gains. You do it for the gains. <laughs> um, okay, so, and did you do the ball gag? That's what caught my attention when you said that. Yes, I did. Which so it was a ball in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. But how did that go? I don't know if I liked that that much, you know, because there was something about like, I know what I look like in a ball gag and I'm not that like, I don't think it looks that hot. like a stuffed pig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I can see like the, like a, if a blindfold or like a. Yes. That I why can't I think of the, been... like a silk yeah. <laughs> and tie was in your mouth yeah. that I could see. But the, yeah, it's just like keeping it in your jaw would lock. Like it doesn't and feel like, comfortable to you me. You get like like saliva everywhere because your mouth is just yeah, open no. and you can't close it. That doesn't sound fun to me. No. And you obviously can't say anything. Right. But it's kind of about like, I guess, like giving up like all of your yeah. self because yeah, and control. your safe word would be like having to tap out right. rather than saying like, right. Did you guys have a safe word? You know what? We actually didn't. Oh my god! I know. Florence. I don't think we did. Could have been anyway. so bad. <laughs> I know. There's so many things that could have gone wrong. It's giving me anxiety for you. <laughs> I was 22, so very naive. And how old was he? Do you know? I think he was like 30 something. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. I thought you were you. The face you gave was like he was going to be like 45, oh, no. 50. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, still, it was still quite a lot older than me at the time. I think when you're in your early twenties, like someone in their thirties, yeah, is, feels it older. It's quite a lot older. Yeah, that's fair in terms of like taking advantage of someone as well because they just haven't yeah experienced the world totally. Um, if you <laughs> had to give someone who doesn't feel very like sexually powerful or free a tip or piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, I think it would be to start with self-love mm -hmm. and solo sex. Yeah. 
and make your self-exploration into a solo sex practice instead of just masturbation right. just to like you know just to wank and get it out of the way yeah make like turn yourself on whether that's through like reading erotica or watching porn yeah light some candles get exactly. in the bath like music yeah. really set the vibe and explore your body in like a way that you would want to explore someone else's mm. and you know just I think it's about getting in touch with yourself before and once you've kind of I guess, gain the confidence in knowing how to pleasure yourself. You're going to be so much more confident when it comes to other people. Yeah. I would say. I think that's that's probably the number one thing. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice for sure. Um, and I know a lot of people, because of different stigmas that's always existed in this world, like feel like that there's a shame around solo sex and masturbation. Yeah. And there's not. Like there, it should really be... This where everyone starts and, you know, explores and gets comfortable with before you add. It's the same thing as like loving yourself before you bring someone else into the mix to love yeah. you. I also you know? think it's really important not to put all the pressure on your partner to be the only person that pleasures you. Yeah. Because I think it's important to be able to give yourself intimacy. Yes. Because what about, you know, what about when you are single mm -hmm. or when your relationship's going through a hard time? Yeah. Like you can't always have like such a huge need to have another person in your, in your life to give you everything as yeah. well as like you know love intimacy pleasure companionship you need to be able to give yourself something yeah and furthermore if you're listening to this and you're one of the many women that have not had an orgasm mm. that's normal so normal so fucking normal and i would say the best thing that you can do is to like be explorative in your solo sex yeah. so that you can figure out how to do that yeah. um, so that when you are having sex, you're not pressured. Take away the to goal of achieving an yeah. orgasm. And just enjoy it. Yeah. Just enjoy, like, figure out what feels good and, like, what makes you more mm. turned on. Our mind is the biggest factor, I think, when it comes to orgasming, yeah. especially when you so frustrated by not being able to orgasm if you get in your head it's just not gonna happen yeah so yeah I think exactly exploring your own pleasure first and building up and just enjoying the moment is so important also breathing techniques are really good for finding yeah more pleasure in those moments like deep breathing like breathe from your vagina yeah up and then down and like you will see if you're masturbating and doing these like deep, deep breaths, you will feel so much more. Um, it's a really, like, someone taught us that on our YouTube channel ages ago. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, I have tried to develop into my own masturbation as well. Especially if you're like having one of those wanks where it's just not going anywhere. I love that whenever you say wanks, all <laughs> I can think of is like a guy jerking his yeah. dick. But like wanks in the UK is just like, yeah, masturbating every, like everyone, everyone. yeah everyone oh my god it's so fucking funny i love yeah. it um florence <laughs> thank you so much for being here and being so candid can you tell everybody where they can find you yeah. if they want to listen to more stuff on your shows where they can mm -hmm. go of course thanks so much for having me you can find me over on instagram at florence bark and on twitter at florence underscore bark and my podcast my new solo one love high please go and check that out that'd be amazing and if you want more sex talk come follow us on fucks given which is f asterisk asterisk ks given and that's at come curious c-o-m-e 
on Instagram. I love it. Thank you so much, girl. Thank you. I want to thank Florence so much for coming on and being so open with us. I just loved having her on. She was so vulnerable and so just like not afraid to be who the fuck she is. And I love people like that. I think that so often in this world, society has told us as women to like, chill the fuck out. Don't be so over-sexualized. You're a fucking slut. Like, and it's been ingrained in us that we can't be free in our sexuality and powerful in our sexuality. And that's fucking bullshit, guys. If you are acting in your sexuality, in your power, and really like standing in that truth of yourself and expressing yourself in a free way, more fucking power to you. There is nothing wrong with that. So I hope this episode gave you a little bit of inspiration on uh, what steps you maybe need to take to reclaim some of your sexuality and stand in that power as a badass fucking woman that you are. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. All right, FMLers, if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure to follow on your favorite podcast app. And if you're loving the show, drop us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Gabrielle Stone or the podcast page at FML Talk Podcast. For all the merch and books signed personally by me, you can shop the FML line on eatpreyfml.com. And as always, have a fucking self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.